Hello and welcome to another episode of After the Whistle, uh, recording remotely on a Saturday evening. My name is Kale, and I'm joined today with my usual panel of guests and a special guest. Uh, sir, would you care to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is uh, Samuel Gleyer. Um I'm from London, um, uh, originally from Nigeria. I'm a sports journalist, and yeah, that's me. Thank you, bro, for joining us today. Now, I, I think it, it has to be apparent that there's only one thing that we'll be talking about, um, Ghana versus Nigeria, the Jolov Derby, uh, to be played on the 25th of March. <laughs> <laughs> to be played on the 25th of March uh, for the World Cup qualifiers. It's quite unfortunate that um, our brethren wouldn't be joining us. There's only one team that would make the final. Uh, but then, yeah. Uh, I think we'll just come to discuss the current states uh, uh, of the build-up leading to the match. Uh, Nigeria has done well to provide their list um, of players who will be who have been called up to feature in the uh, two-legged affair. But my countrymen, my countrymen, hmm. <laughs> they, they they are doing a the madness. They're taking us for fools. <laughs> but uh, we hope to at least uncover, you know, uh, and discuss a few things uh, regarding what's going on on the Ghana side of things with regards to the call-ups and uh, possible predictions and how the game could end up going. So, uh, Charlie Crack, take us away. Your, your general feeling after how and why this shit is happening because uh, surely... The FA should have been able to come up with a comprehensive list. If anything, crap, just do a 30-man list, then you can cut it down to the final list whenever uh, you know you're you're ready to. I might I might be one of the shortest guys, but I'm always sitting at the last in the class. Why today is that plus me? <laughs> because you're a very <laughs> bad boy. Very, very, very bad boy. Honestly, if the way that the, your your name is arranged on the screen, oh, Drake <laughs> no do so. I did reply. I did reply. So give me a text. So I go here. No crack. What do you think? Hey, Charlie. <laughs> By the way, be, be, before I go talk, no curry. Um, someone the way from yes, U, he, he from UK. So I think anything I say, you should translate to him. You are maybe my dad. My dad let go. <laughs> why? Why? Why crack? See, this guy. But, but honestly, honestly, my take on all this is like, see, the fight will be yours where you go lose. Whether you delay him or you go up early, <laughs> you go get him. Whether you hide the name, <laughs> you try to surprise the nation, whatever you go do, be a boss. Akutiano, and you the fight is not your own. With this thing that you do, it's so shame, like it's so shameless, disgraceful, distasteful. Everything be away be negative. Like I have never in my life seen such a ridiculousness before. You are telling the nation that the list that will come out come out to be a surprise to us. <laughs> surprise? Who are you trying to surprise? When we don't already have faith in you? Like why are you trying to surprise me when we all know that? Oh, bro, like it's like eighty twenty chance of you qualifying. Like you, your your chance of qualifying is twenty percent. So why are you hiding the list? What, and and funny now when you bring the list out. People that will react will be the people that will react. People who don't care will still don't care. Because nothing surprises us from you guys again. So, like, this... Uh, look, for Nyan Techi's woes and everything, 
whether it the time it Mensah was sports minister or anything like look, I know maybe the GFA the the sports ministry can interfere with some things, but recently they did, which I was happy the government did. But this is also going against the name of Ghana. Like this is this is pure shit out three where it's not needed. Like this is a big match for a Walker qualifier, and the reports going around that Ghana having re, like released their list yet. It's not just something that the local stations are talking about, or it's just localized here. Look, it's worldwide. People want to know. Like, let's not even talk about the pitch issue, where we went to do sit match on the pitch, and we <laughs> we can't play at Cape Coast, and Baba Yarada has been renovated recently, had to be uh, uh, open for us, which messed up our plans as well. So already I have some hatred towards them for that, because I was planned, I was ready for Cape Coast. But why would you do this? Like, why are you hiding the name? Is, is it yours? Isn't it taxpayers' money? Are you the one paying them from your pocket? We want to know. It's not as if our shouting will let you take anybody out of the list. Though. But as you said, provide 30-man list and, and cut some people out, which you always do. But this time around as well, how many days do we have left before the match? It's been almost like we have like barely five days and we don't even know. Definitely left than a week. And, uh, and we don't even know the players <laughs> that are going to represent Ghana. I think they should re- they should represent us in a different national name, not Ghana. Thank you. So for, for the guy at the back of the class to have such a profound answer, you see, I'm trying to bring out the potential in you constantly. Mm. <laughs> mm. I like to hide the potential today. Guess today, yes, so I for sure I'm something small. CGB. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, for, for, for all the um, brouhaha which is happening, um, Kawa, would you have any idea um, by either touching base with players or just uh, establishing contact with the FA, the thinking behind the, uh, the players which would be called up, seeing that they've put together a new team cons- uh, uh, consisting of Chris Hewton and Otto Addo, um, what 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 was the news and what's the vibe in and around the FA after who could potentially be called up for the new players or uh, recurring players? Because if anything, Andre is definitely out or uh, based off a suspension. So um, just possible uh, possible call-ups, whether surprise or expected. Um. So um, what 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 I know is that. Otuado has already submitted the list. It's it's something that he has given to the FA. And so um, it is the FA's decision to to sit on the list and not release it at, at, at this moment. And I find that very hard to understand because, um, I mean, as as journalists, as commentators, if, if, if Otuado decides to call up maybe an 18-year-old who plays in, in England somewhere, we all need to do research about the person the commentators have to know who they are, they, are, they are going to be doing the commentary on so that you know they can give us a lot of information about the person. And it's a time where we do not know who and who are in the squad list. But the thing is, I feel like there are many names that um, we already know. These names are regulars in the Black Stars. There's Thomas Partey, there's Jordan Ayew, there's uh, Kudus Mohammed who has just come back from his injury. For Kamal Din Suleimana, he has been injured for some time now. And I've not seen him at Stadren in a while too, so I, I cannot confirm whether you know he will be part of the list or not. Um, uh, for defenders, there will be Daniel Amate, there will be Alexander Jiku, 
Daniel Kufiche has been good for St. Pauli. He scored 10 goals so far this season. He's one of the players that um, Otoado really, really likes. And so um, I can bet my last coin that he will be called up. Um, I can um, I can also, for Barbara Man, I saw Barbara Man is injured. And so he will be missing uh, the Black Stars game. Um, I think I've already mentioned Jordan. But w um, there are certain players that you know, we might see in the fray some very new faces. Some of them have played in the Black Stars before. Some of them are also will also be making their debut for the very first time. And I feel like it will be very chastening for anybody to make a debut for the Black Stars in a match against Nigeria, because that would be incredibly hard to, to show what you actually have sure. uh, in a game like that. But um, for someone like Alfred Duncan, who plays at Fiorentina, um, there were rumours that Duncan was going to join the Black Stars before the Africa Cup of Nations, but it couldn't happen. And so now that um, we are taking on Nigeria, there's a possibility that he might be caught up. He's been on some very good form. I just watched him against Inter Milan like a few minutes ago, and he, he was he was in some good form. And so um, seeing his name on the list would not be a shock at all. And yes, but also um, one of the reasons that someone really close to the FA mentioned um, that they had decided not to bring out the list was that you know they wanted to try to protect the mentality of the players and, and protect their psyche. I don't know what that really means, but I think that it is it has to do with generally the the level of apathy that everybody is showing towards the Black Stars. And also after that performance at AFCON and how the team was constantly bashed, they are really um, there's a bit of an apprehension on on bringing out the squad and you know people are going to be dissecting the squad so much that it is going to cause the players to feel like they don't deserve it or they do or some sort of thing like that and so that's why they have decided to release the list only a few days before the game starts i don't know what the thinking behind that is but that is what you know someone really close to the fa has disclosed and so um, we're just looking to see what would happen in the next few days but I'm very certain that from tomorrow, um, some of the Black Stars players will be arriving in the country. And so, I mean, um, I've already sent, you know, I mean, as a, as a sports department in my in my channel, we've already sent someone to to to, to set base at the at the Kotoka International Airport to identify which players will be landing. And so, I'm sure that by by Sunday, um, a lot of the players will be coming. You have their names in, on the social media space, given that they'll be they'll be they'll actually be arriving. And so whenever they release the squad, whether it's Monday or whether it's Tuesday, there are some names that we might already know because they would arrive in the country anyway for the games. And so, yeah, but Nigeria... How crazy Ghana, is that? Sorry? That we, ha we have to, how crazy is that that we have to depend on Flight Manifest to be able to see... Are, are you exactly saying that Smiley will tell us? Are you saying that Smiley yeah, so, will tell us? Yeah, so if, so if Smiley is actually, is actually working this weekend, he can give us some, some names... You yeah, know, it's why they're back. It's why they're in the lookout. The new for the town and say, Blasters, go. What's your name? Let me see your name on the list. Smiley, you have no excuse. But, but, right now, we don't say Kotoka not get lights. Everybody, they can't watch them now. Everybody, they can't watch them now. I know say you go feel sick yeah, so we can tell it's you. It's true. They don't for the for one logo, logo line. So, so, so yeah, that, 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 that be what really they happen now. And also, um, um, the the GFA general, uh, not not the general secretary, the the communications director of the GFA, Henry. Henry was on my show, I think two or three weeks ago, and one of the things that he mentioned was also that 
Um, there are quite a number of people who have said that, oh, they've seen Nigeria's coach, Augustine Guavon, go around um, Europe rallying the Nigerian players together. So, for instance, um, Ademola Lukman, he went to visit him. He visited Ndidi and Kelechi, and then he visited many other players in, in Europe. But what Henry was telling me was that Otuado has also done the same thing, but it is only that, um, like I mentioned earlier, the level of apathy and how everybody's just waiting to slander the Black Stars is the reason why they've not put out any photos of Otuado doing all of those things. I mean, Chris Hutton is also in England at the moment. I think somewhere this week we saw him on, on Premier League TV talking. And so he's also doing a bit of the groundwork, talking to some of these um, players, you know, someone like Jordan, someone like Amate and all of those players, and trying to talk to them, get them ready for the game. And maybe, just maybe, some of these players that we are just hoping that will join the Black Stars might. Um, a player like Tariq Lamte's name has been on many, many uh, fans' lips for a really long time. Uh, Callum Hudson Odoi is also one of those names. And um, I think that Chris, Chris Hutton in, in England might want to uh, wrap some of uh, these names up so that we know that we have um, these guys in our camp. If not for these two games, maybe for the World Cup when we actually qualify. But Tariq has also been called up for the England under-21 squad. And so, you know, it, it just throws some doubts in there. But hopefully, you know, all of these just work out. But generally, the... The squad list, the venue, and then everything that has gone around the Black Stars has been very, very negative. And so I really don't know how these players are going to get above it. If the FA say they are protecting the players from all the negativity around, then maybe I, I would support that. But if they have other reasons, then they need to come out and tell us those reasons. All right, well said. Um, Sam, I'll, I'll throw it to you right now. Um, from the Nigerian side of things. Uh, seeing that the list came out way earlier and um, uh, you've been able to judge the players based off of recent performances. Uh, Okoye has been good. Uh, Balogun and the uh, Flying Rangers side as well. Surprise call-up from uh, Odia Negalo, um, as well as Ademola Lokman, uh, who seems to have naturalized for Nigeria as well. Uh, could you just give us your thoughts on how uh, the country is reacting to the squad which has been released and uh, you know how they're feeling uh, in the build in the build up to the match yeah um so i think when the lineups or when the squad sorry first came out there was a lot of confidence um usually we do put out a strong squad nigeria um, as many people know, were stacked with talent, you know, especially going forward. So um, there was a lot of confidence in the squad, you know, the return of, you know, um, Victor Osiman, of course, who didn't make the Africa Cup of Nations. And, you know, there was just a few a few, a few, few other names as well, Tabo coming back into the squad as well. So a lot of people are quite confident with what we have and who we've picked. I think um, there was a few concerns about why, you know, Educate didn't get into the team or even Tawaiyani didn't get another opportunity. But it just goes to show that we are really stacked going forward and it's really, really difficult to earn your spot. Um, and to be fair to to be fair to those players, they shouldn't feel bad. You know, just keep working hard, and I'm sure there will be another opportunity for them to get called up. Um, I think with the Super Eagles, our presence online has been very very loud, <laughs> as you mentioned. You know, um, you know, we've seen Egwavon go to Europe and visit some of the players. We, you know, we've seen um, our our president have meetings with some of the players in London. Um, they've been quite vocal. You know, our president has gone out and said, you know. Um, 
that it's Nigeria qualifying for the World Cup is a must. You know, like we we can't lose to Ghana. And the, the, you know, if I'm being completely honest, when when I look at uh, you know figures like that coming out and speaking so loudly, I'm not I'm not a big fan of it. I'd rather just keep things quiet. And, you know, just wait till the game happens. You know, we don't have to be so vocal about things, but they did it, you know. Um, and, yeah, I think in general, people are quite confident. I, I do look at fans online and I, I believe they might be a little bit too overconfident, but there's de- there's, genu- there's genuine hope that Nigeria will somehow overcome Ghana across the two legs. You know, um, I've heard different opinions um, in terms of, you know, whether Niger- when, when Nigeria go to Kumasi, will they lose? Um, and then maybe come when when you guys come to Nigeria, then then we'll pick up a win that, and it will be enough to take us through. But there's just there's just you know it's very fifty fifty. Um, but one thing I will always say is when you look at the lineups, yes, we we have the names, yes, we our, our squad looks like they're scary. But if I'm being completely honest, this Nigeria squad is still yet to reach their full potential. Um, we still haven't seen a lot from the Nigeria squad since you know the 2013 Afcon win. And it's important to know that this is a football game. It's, it's across two legs and anything can happen in the tie, regardless of who Ghana calls up or regardless of who Nigeria calls up. It's all that all it comes down to is who turns up across the two games. And yes, we've got all these names in the squad. We've got an addition of Adam Lukman, you know. Um, I'm not sure how they managed to get Emmanuel Dennis in there, who, who probably didn't want to get called up for the AFCON before. You know, he wanted to stay at Watford. But even though we have an addition of all these names in there, it does not guarantee qualification. And it's important that we 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 go into those two games and we turn up. That's, and, and that's the thing. Um, and the question is, w- will they turn up? You know, we saw them at the Africa Cup of Nations. We won all three group, uh, all three group games, and you know, went out to Tunisia in the next round. You know, the same team that we beat in 2019 for the bronze medal. So, listen, football's unpredictable. It's an unpredictable sport, um, and yeah, is there's our players means there's no guarantee that we will actually go and and win those two games. Um, and one thing I will say as well, just to add on to that. This is a massive, massive game. And I'm not too sure many of these players have actually played in the game this big. The West African derby is not a joke. The the Jalof derby that people are calling it, it's not a joke, you know. <laughs> for Nigerian fans, we do not lose to Ghana, especially when it's a when when it's for a place at the World Cup. The same for Ghana. They will say we do not lose to Nigeria, especially when it's for a place at the World Cup. So this is a massive, massive game. We can, you know, we can call it. You know, our our biggest, our last biggest game was probably that third place playoff in 2019 against Tunisia. This is probably a bigger game. This is probably a bigger game. Even though that game got us a medal, this one here, we don't lose. And <laughs> if I'm honest, I'm not too sure if the players have played in a game this big where it's like a must win. I, I don't think they understand the damage it will cause, you know, going out <laughs> to Ghana in, in the World Cup <laughs> qualifiers, you know. It's, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. I, I for one, will not be happy. But at the end of the day, it's football and one team, unfortunately, has to go home crying. But we're just going to have to see. But, yeah, that's it from me. Um, um, Sam, uh, just before just before you go, though, um, for our, many of our listeners who do not know so much about the Nigerian team, I'm just going to, you know, read out the forwards um, because the <laughs> forward line is where Nigeria... Nigeria's uh, you, just, you just so won't worry. We, you just won't worry. So we can't read. We won't disturb. We, so we, 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 we not get so, 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 so
So the forwards, the forwards, uh, there's Ahmed Musa, there's Moses Simon, Samo Chukweze, Victor Simon, Ojoni Gallo, uh-huh. Sadi Kumar, Kelechi Yanacho, Imano Dennis, Jesus. and Ademola Lukman. And I mean, for myself, I mean, because because I'm a sports journalist, there are quite a number of names that I know and I've heard of. But for someone like Sadi Kumar, what does he bring to the table, really? Oh, it's, it's a difficult one with Sadi Kumar because we've seen him at club level and we've seen that he can score goals. But I think he's more in there to just fill up the numbers, if I'm being completely honest. I'm not too sure why he got in over Awoni. I personally would have taken either Awoni or, or Onuachu in instead of him. Um, uh, you know, but at the same time, I think all three of them haven't really proven themselves at international level. So I think it's 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 more of an experiment rather than what does he bring to the table kind of thing. He There's no doubt he will sit on the bench. Um, and if I'm being completely honest, with Osimhen coming back into the team, I think Egwavon's going to go with one striker up top, unlike the two he went with at the AFCON. And that means that if, for example, Osimhen was to get injured or he was to get subbed off, it would be Iheanacho or, or it may be even Emmanuel Dennis that comes on ahead of him. So Sadiq might not even see game time, if I'm being completely honest with you. I think it's more to, to fill in the numbers and, and just to see whether he can find form at international level. All right. Uh, Sam, it's been interesting. I'm sure it's been interesting uh, to see what's happening in Ghana, whether we all the claims and comments about us trying to confuse the opponents by failure to release the list early. Mm. Uh, have you ever seen anything like this in, in all of your years of reporting or covering football? <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, no. Um, you see, when Nigeria dropped their 30-man squad, I said, why are we releasing our squad so early? Why are we behaving as if we're 100% going to win this tie? That's that's the energy I was getting from the Nigerian camp. Um, I would say we should be more like Ghana. Be a bit quiet. Why Why do we need to be so vocal about things? But so we said, Hold things up, have yeah. completely changed. <laughs> things have completely changed in my mind in, in the last week and a half because we are now approaching less than seven days and there's no team. But it tells me two different things. You have one side of things where you could say to yourself, are the Ghanaian FA panicking? Maybe they don't have 30 players that they actually want to bring. Maybe they, you know, are they struggling to put a squad together? Are there players that don't want to come? You know, it's it's, it's going to cause a lot of panic amongst fans and, you know, amongst just, you know, people of African football. But um, on the other side of things, it could actually work out in your favour. You know, Nigeria are sitting there and they don't know how to plan. They don't know who's getting called up. You know, they don't know. They can, they can, they can obviously pick one or two stars. I'm, you know, guaranteed Thomas Partey will be there. You know, Andre Ayu guaranteed will be there. You know, so the Nigerian camp can look at certain players, but in general, they can't plan. You know, like you guys were saying, you know, there's going to be a few new faces coming in to make their debut. Maybe a few players that haven't played for the Black Stars in a while that will get called up. So there's not really much planning that Egwavon can do until that lineup has come out. Whereas the Ghanaians camp has seen our squad, <laughs> you know, they've seen the players that could, they could come up against and they've had time to study. So it could work out in your favour. But at the same time, I think it's more 
that they're panicking right now. It seems that like there's so much uncertainty about this 30-man squad. Even some of the names that are coming out, you know, for example, the Tariq Lamptey's, the Callum Hudson-Odois, personally, I don't think they will be in that list because usually when a player does switch allegiances from England, you would hear about it. You will hear about that that, that is an ongoing process. We heard yep. about it with Adam Lukman. You heard about yep. it with um, Stephen Corker going to Sierra Leone. You heard about yep. it with uh, Wilfred Zaha going to Ivory Coast. You will hear rumours. I've not heard one rumour about Callum, Callum Hudson-Odoi, uh, you know, switching allegiances. The same with Tariq Lamptey, oh, who's boy. gone with England under 21s. So, if I'm being completely honest, I do think that Ghana should be worried about the squad. But and at the same time, like I said, it's football. If you turn up on the day, you get the win. Well said. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave it open to the rest of the co-hosts because <laughs> my boys need to <laughs> relieve their stress. So, this is really for Van Gelder, Corey, Smiley. Mm. Mm. With the, with, with the rumours sort of swirling around about these possible new additions, Lamte, and, and Sam has rightly pointed out that, um, you know, the, if, if if they were to switch allegiance, it's very definite that at least it would be in the UK press as well. But then there don't seem to be any articles. But just what if? What if uh, Chris Hutton uh, being hired for that very particular job of technical director and has established relationships with some of these players has been able to sort of, co- I'll say coerce, but then convince them to um, p- show up for this two-legged tie? Like what? What? What it would mean? First of all, Chody, I'm in I'm a Chelsea fan, but no credit. I want no. I can't wait for you. No, Chody. Yeah, yeah. Well, Isaku is good. English, uh, bro. The guy, the guy from the guy that played. Oh, the number twelve. What's his name again? Pencil is good. So we can we can give Callum Hudson-Odoi to England. In any case. If he really wanted to play for us, he would have made up his mind by now. I'm more concerned. So can, I'm more... So can promise not doing job. Can promise we for season shoe. All them big shoes. <laughs> or we for make you pay you levy. Oh, <laughs> but that's besides the point. <laughs> Tariq Lamta, on the other hand, I'm excited about. If we are able to get that guy, that the guy for for Nigeria on the left, what's his name? The guy that passed the sea, Moses. Yeah, at least we'll have someone that can at least handle him because yeah, dumb dear. And someone, I'm sorry, but I have to I have to express myself in my local life. Yeah, don't pad dear. Hey, debut. We can't. We can't play this game with Yado. I'm a better right back than Yado. And I'm fat. <laughs> no, no, we can't. Honestly, we can't. Oh, bring back Inkum or even master right back Harrisonafu. I mean, Harrisonafu is still playing. Well, let's just call him back for these two matches and then actually, uh, well, uh, actually, you know, work on the you'll be them people. You'll be them people some. Oh, soon they will try to play for the. Oh, no, 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 Harrisonapo is still playing, and he's still playing at a competitive level in the US. It's not like he, he's playing in Qatar, but that's besides the point, right? He he can play, and he's better than Yadom, like miles ahead. 
So for me, Lamptey will be a very good pickup if we are able to get him to, you know, switch nationality and play for Ghana. But as Kawawa and Samoa said, it looks like we won't get them for for these two games. But just generally, my thoughts on the whole debacle, they are trying to tell us that we'll just wake up Tuesday morning and they'll say, what, surprise, here's your, here's your list. Go and enjoy. I mean, what, what kind of... This is not Dreams FC. You can't run the national team like you run your personal football club. You can't run... Like yesterday, I saw a tweet from Star FM where they were quoting an executive committee member saying, the list that has been submitted, only the president and his vice have seen it. The rest of the executive committee members have not seen it. So if what this ESCO member is saying and it is true for all of us to go by, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And coupled with the fact that Kent, uh, Kent went to say that uh, there's no way that he will allow any list to come out without him having an input or however he put it. Clearly, it seems like, you know, his boys are not in there. So they are trying to change and put his boys before they tell Ghanaians. In any case, if there's any player who cannot withstand the pressure and the criticisms of Ghanaians before such a crucial match, he does not deserve to play for the national team. This is not Division 30 or Indian Super League. This is the Black Stars of Ghana. This is the most important game. In fact, it's more important than the World Cup and Kassar we are going to play. And we can't afford to lose to Nigeria. And if we can't afford to lose to Nigeria, you put your best foot forward. So if you as a player, you are, as they say, you are cocoing, and you, you, you are afraid, and you can't withstand the pressure coming, then you don't deserve to be called up. You don't deserve to wear the, the Ghana jersey. You don't deserve to stand there and put your hand on your chest when the national anthem is playing. Stick with your club and train and don't come. So this, we are protecting the players and their negativity is too much. Who caused the negativity? Such a symbolic performance at the AFCON. You come back and you come and insult us. No apology, by the way. No apology since the AFCON. You come and insult us and now you are telling us that we are being negative. What, what kind of planning is this? As of that guy, me, I've said it. If we don't make it to the World Cup, even if we make it to the World Cup, he has to lose the next elections. And that no circumstances should Ketokweku remain as the FA president of, of, of Ghana. He cannot. No, 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 no. He has to go. He actually has to go. Day or back. Van Gelder for FA president. All the way from Prague. See, for thanks. <laughs> me, said, I will do a better job. Me, before I met me, I just. Smiley comments or reactions? Actually, the whole thing is probably the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's very painful for me when we do these things that have like international implication, implications. Because we know that's Ghana, we know how to mess up internally. We know how to act unprofessionally when it comes to things within the country. But I would expect that when it comes to things that have international implications, when the whole world is watching we would at least behave ourselves, starting all the way from not preparing a stadium properly for the game, allowing them to have the independent celebrations at the Cape Coast Stadium, knowing very well that they are going to play an important game over there, all the way to this 
whole national team debacle because we have what five six days to the game and you don't have a squad you don't know what is going all on at all we are all in the dark there are even rumors that Suleiman Tyrim has been in the game in the in the squad right now there are rumors about Lamte like as for the Lamte and Callum Hearts and other thing just like Sam said, I'm not expecting them to be in the squad at all because I think for Hudson Odo in particular, I think there's a rule that says that um, you can't switch nationalities within two years of your um, last appearance for the first country you appeared for, something along those lines. So for Hudson Odo, I think he was called up for England about two years ago, but his two years is not exactly up. So it would probably come up, I think, in... May or something, I don't know. So if anything, if we get to the war, if we qualify, he can be part of the squad. But as of now, he can't even legally be switches allegiance just within these few days. It can't happen. So I'm just not. I don't know. It's just. It's just. It's just a an annoying thing. It's a frustrating thing. It's a saddening thing to be going through because last year by this time, my optimism about the Black Stars was on the rise. Because I felt uh, maybe I was wrong in that aspect, but I felt like at the time Milo was going to be a breath of fresh air after all the nonsense we had gone through before that. And I saw a lot of young, good young players coming up, Kamal Dean, um, Kudus, Isa Haku, all those people. So I was very optimistic back then. Right now, I'm I'm on the complete opposite of the spectrum I was on last year by this time because I have zero hope in anything that's about to happen. There's nothing that could happen between now and the time the game is played that could make me think that something is going to turn out well because this is just a very, very bizarre situation for me. Well, damn. Corey, you mean I don't say black stars yeah, <laughs> it did your heart though, but you really don't want to say that shit. <laughs> but initial reactions just so that Sam would have a very, very clear idea of the current state of affairs amongst fans in this country. Because shall we are with Saya? See, bro. <laughs> you know, I've been quiet because I've been li- I've been trying to listen to 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 what everybody has to say, everybody's opinion on 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 this Ghana issue. And it's quite it's quite funny for, for me because Hey, Van Gelder, I didn't hear proper accents. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me get my Small Eddie, check accent I give. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, as I, I, I was saying, nothing that's okay is a surprise. What Smiley was saying that um, he was hoping that we'll keep our, our behavior internally and not show our asses on an international level. I mean, we're all hoping for it, and unfortunately, here we are. Why they haven't released the list? Only Ghana FA knows. There's there seems to be no reason. If the coach has submitted his list, I don't know why everything that has to do with Ghana is long. Why, why, why is this so difficult? Why, 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 why do Africans like doing things long, like the long way? You have your list, you submit, make we know. Okay, cool. Everybody's like, that's how I was saying. 
as commentators and and journalists and people that that cover games, it's people's livelihoods. But also delaying all of this, you're you're kind of screwing with them as well. They come to the game and then they only just call in names. The, the commentary all be dull. They say the game be be dull because the production be dull. But I mean, this all adds up. And in all honesty, in terms of hope, I don't think any of us have had hope for a long time. May may maybe it started to to resuscitate with with different rumors or Tariq Lamte or my guy. Eh, 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 Callum Hudson Odoi and things, but as Smiley clearly stated, those things is all exactly what it is ru- rumors. Like Callum, he can't change his nationality. Like as Sam, uh, Sam was saying, there's been no rumors of even change of nationality. So all of these things is just hype. When people, when Ghanaians behave this way, where they're delaying the list, you feel you feel as though there's something sinister behind it, and I hope it's not. I hope that they can show up. To, to this game and for once for the, for once in a long time put in a passionate display let 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 try and revive like if you if you, there's no other game to do it in like this this can reignite a lot of things for 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 Ghanaians. i'm not saying it's going to fix everything but you're like okay so you guys can actually do it so let's let's see it more more often let's fix things that, that are wrong but the way it stands everybody wants GFA, the GFA boss out. Nobody has hope. Everybody's just like meh. The whole country just make meh. Everything be slow. So as this is, whether they play or they don't play, whether some of them get caught up, finally to no one make we know they put it, they will come to the airports, even though he's in a position of power. I mean, <laughs> these are the things that's that's disturb that uh, for me are disturbing me at the moment. As for Ghana, dear Charlie, we take dash. Finally, they they like them things. you go fit tell we know they they won't do long things. Tell me if somebody come now, you get the touch light and come now. I say, What's your name? Mention now, then you go check for the list. Of. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we'll be we'll, we'll be wrapping this up quite soon. Um, I think I think Smiley mentioned something which I even failed to bring up. So, originally, the match was supposed to be held at the Cape Coast Stadium, but then do uh, a visit an inspection from CAF showed that the stadium wasn't fit. Um, CAF then also granted a one match. Uh, at the way they have, it, it left my head top. But basically, they've granted permission that uh, Baba Yara be used um, to play the match. But uh, they have additional items to do in, so that the stadium comes up to standard. That's installation of a new international standard modern and comfortable officials benches at pitch level adjustment of the floodlight intensity and seeing the way that ecg day on rampage there charlie the formation say <laughs> you know that you, you put bro, you put up the prepaid bro, charlie they go talk to the stadium for down. They, they talk to the stadium do yeah. so then go cut charlie go this is so embarrassing it's, it's such an embarrassing thing bro <laughs> we're in 2022 and they're talking about Dude, having to adjust the floodlight bro and, Come on, Chale, but but okay, oh, this world be make but, a finish, uh, make okay. a finish, make a finish, make a finish. Uh, increased seating and lockers in the team's dressing rooms to reach 25 persons. Installation yeah. of completely new modern equipment and materials in the referees' dressing rooms standard. and ensure that it's equipped with all the necessary materials and calf requirements. Set up the water system to provide cold and hot. Hey, Charlie. <laughs> Cold and hot water in teams and officials. <laughs> just say, Charlie, they're, they're saying, what the hitter said, no, they did. 
<laughs> so wait, so 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 they have to do all of this in, in a week. Oh, bro. So yeah, bro. yeah, they, they have you to see, do this. In I know one for street. But but you see, know, again, again, if you have the money, all these things can be done within two to three days. Yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, general refurbishment of the CAF office, installation of modern desks and seats, including necessary electronic and working equipment. VOC must be available and equipped with all the necessary equipment and requirements and complete refurbishment of the media tribune, press conference, and media center, installing new and modern equipment. Now, if we fail to do any, any of these things or fully complete the checklist, there will be sanctions. So it's really on the FA to manage the publication of this list as well as setting up the stadium so that, you know, the match can be played there. Because Baba Yara in itself Actually, is, uh, uh, sorry, you know, sorry. Actually, the stadium is not managed by the FA. It's managed by the National Sports Authority. Them two, I will come for them. If be them then left their green grass, make make basa for the kids goes there. Then go do Independence Day. Don't chide the the wobakwe wobak. For the for the keep goes that way, the grass all make basa, nothing the way. Is that the law? The law. The sipons. The law. Them do don't chide the the don't chide the. The law. Wobakwe wobak. No, but they said the sipons the grass scatter then things then they leave the green grass inside. But I get something to talk like, see, but this is what we find you. Nigeria get all the attackers and everything, but somewhere in caution, really, really, they shock me. I mean, I understand. It's a daddy and everything, but ah, it really, they shock me because look, if me, I be Nigerian, eh? As them do the uh, uh, um, ballot, you know, with them pay with Ghana, no, that they know, and they release one at least. Ah, like that, he's actually talking about. Um, Nigerians having every confidence to really that. Look, you don't need chemistry to beat Ghana. You don't need the good chemistry. Look, you don't need anything to beat Ghana. Do you know what Ghana they have gone? <laughs> we don't even have a keeper. <laughs> now, nah, listen, look, look. listen. Uh, you someone, <laughs> let me come so you finish. See, you you see uh, when you were going to face Argentina, um, I think ah, you was it you when you're going to face Argentina in the World Cup. One of your players said Nigeria Nigeria will beat you with disorganization, but they don't have uh, a teamwork and everything. Like, it will just beat you with this. this like, you don't know how they are going to play, but they are very difficult to face. I am just hoping that that's the same thing that will happen to Ghana. Look, if we beat you guys, it will be a miracle. For so many years, I have never feared any Nigerian team. Trust me. Anytime, look, anytime we are going to face Nigeria, I always have the, I always have the utmost them that, look, we are going to beat them. Yeah. They, are to be a, they are best to be a draw. Yes. You understand? But this time around, look, I might be one of the most optimistic people ever, but look, my pessimism level is, look, I have never seen this before. It's beyond the charts. Do you know how bad we are that we can't even string three passes together? Nothing is going to change within a fortnight. It's not going to change in four days of camp. Look, we are bad, bad. We don't even have a striker. But wait, wait. You see, Gerald, wait. I, I, I agree with you on some score, but we are bad because we didn't have a coach. My only hope is that Otuado can do something. You are relying, look, you are relying on hope. People are relying on facts. Look, in a game that you said anything can happen, when you show up that day, you will win. You are not going to change a national team in three or four days. Look, let me tell you something. That's why I'm saying talking about that. That's why you must select your best players to put yourself in the best position 
to win. And also, Susan, we don't want to release our squad. And no, but with with even look with even the rumored squad going around there. Eh? They are the same thing now come. Except maybe the surprises that we think they'll be surprises, but those surprises that will not show up. They will not be there. Aside that, it's the same squad you've seen. Baba Ramon being injured, I'm happy. Yeah, don't, they shouldn't play him, I'm happy. Walako to catch. The only positive I was here is maybe Indindi is injured, so he might, he might not show up. But aside that, look, let is back though. Hey, look, I don't have I don't have faith in the Ghana team. There is nothing someone can say to convince me. I'm no I know he's supposed to be cautious about it, but look, <laughs> let me tell you something. I will bet I'll bet against Ghana. Wow. That's why you have to pay eleven. That's why you, you have to pay eleven. <laughs> I can completely understand why you will not have faith in the Ghana squad. But what I'm saying to you is that Nigerians should not be overly confident. Listen, our record against Ghana is not good. We haven't beaten you guys since 2006. And since that time, we've played you guys four, four times and you guys have overcome us. When it comes down to it, Nigeria never really turn up in this fixture. It's, it's, it's just a part of history. Do you understand? Um, we've seen that you know, in African football, that teams that may not have a strong of, may not have the strongest players, may not have the strongest lineup, can go out and get results. We've, you know, you guys lost, you guys lost to Comoros at the Afcon. You know, we saw Algeria, what Algeria did to, uh, I mean, sorry, what Sierra Leone did to Algeria. You know, these are teams that would have had no hope of even scoring a goal at the Afcon, and they and they went there and they got big results. Anything can happen. In the in the in the spare of the moment, do you understand? And this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that oh, Ghana have a better team or Ghana have more chance of going through. All I'm saying is that Nigeria can be can, will be the result of their own downfall. There will be the reason for their own downfall if they're not careful going into those two games. Well, Sam, yeah, I can I can understand you. I mean, the the level of overconfidence from the Nigerians is actually quite scary, and I feel like. Um, if the players come into the game feeling very, very big of themselves, they could throw it away. And knowing knowing Ghana and the sort of atmosphere that Kumasi can attract, if if everybody in Kumasi decides to turn up and support the Black Stars, it would be an it would be a very um, uh, electrifying atmosphere. I'm not saying that the atmosphere is going to do anything, but but in the first few minutes, I mean, in the first 15, 20 minutes, if Nigeria do not get a goal given how confident they are coming into this fixture, they'll start thinking of themselves and asking themselves questions. And if the Ghanaians are also able to put up a really good performance in the first 20 minutes, then they can also tell themselves that, oh, we could be underdogs on paper, but actually on the pitch, we are doing quite good. So let's just try to give it a go. And and that's what I understand, Sam, because um, then it's going to be a, a, an incident of when the Nigerians are feeling too big of themselves. And so they'll feel like they have to topple Ghana at all costs. The Ghanaians will And it happens to... on many occasions as well. Exactly. Many occasions when Nigerians exactly. feel big of, uh, too big or too big for their boots, in fact. Exactly. And, and, and the thing is, you know, Ghana would also feel like, oh, I mean, we, we felt like these guys were going to outplay us, but if we are actually playing better, then let's just keep it going. And, and that really is, is what it is. Now, Sam also made mention of the, um, the head-to-head between Ghana and Nigeria. I mean, the last time we beat Nigeria, um, the last time Ni- Nigeria beat us was, at two- was in 2006. And since then, we've gone on a four-game winning streak. But before that four-game winning streak, in two- uh, which started in 2007 in London, we hadn't beaten Nigeria since 1992. And it had been nine times that we played Nigeria. We lost 
um, about five of those games and drew four of those games. So the Nigeria-Ghana derby, it goes, you know, it's sort of a dilly-dally. Sometimes it goes Nigeria's way, and if it goes Nigeria's way, it, it stays there for a really long time. If it goes Ghana's way as well, it stays with Ghana for a really long time. And so I feel like that's what we need to be looking at also. The head-to-head -head doesn't do much in a game like this. Also, given the fact that Nigeria are also a really good country when it comes to playing World Cup qualifying games. In 2018, when they were paired with Cameroon, there was a lot of talk, oh, Cameroon will beat them and qualify. But Nigeria actually went to Cameroon and they won their game there, and then they beat them and qualified for the World Cup. And so they are, in a way, masters are doing this. And that's why we need to also be cautious about how we are looking at it and the sort of approach that we are trying to get into the game with. It helps that someone like Thomas Partey has started showing some really good form for Arsenal. Will he bring it? Will, will he bring that same form here to Ghana? That is also something that we need to start thinking uh, uh, to ourselves about. Now, one of the last games that was played at the Babaya Stadium before it was closed down for renovation was the game against Congo. It was a game that if we had won, it could have taken us places. Um, I mean, if we had won, it could, have, it could have taken us to a place where we would have been able to qualify for um, the World Cup in 2018. But we couldn't win, and we drew that game. When we went to Congo Brazzaville, we beat them by five goals to one, and Thomas Pate scored a hat-trick. You understand? So if we have one of those frustrating days at Babayara, it could also be a really, really big problem. And so these, these games, I understand, Sam, it can go anywhere. And that's why we need to, um, both countries need to be very cautious about what approach they are taking into the game. I think that the way the Nigerians have sped ahead is quite worrying because it gets into the player's head and then they start to make mistakes on the pitch when they do not have to make those mistakes. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think all, all the Ghanaians in this room or in this space <laughs> clearly have feelings that, you know, it's not really looking the best. But um, oh, it's a two-looking affair. I think, we, I, I think we can beat them. I just think that Ketokweku must okay, be Okay, we get predictions going. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we can beat them. Yes, yeah. that... Kurt must go. As for Kurt there, he has to go. And I don't want to see Andy Yadom even in the 20, 32 months squad or whatever. He should be very far. They should avoid him like a plague. It's like, let's just look at him like COVID-19. He can make us sick. So we shouldn't even bother. We're already sick. <laughs> and he can kill us then. Uh, all right. Uh, Corey. Um, Over the... Over I the think, two legs. Oof, over the two legs. I, I still think Ghana is going to beat them. I still think Ghana will win over the two <laughs> legs, but I, I do want some we, drama. You're bashing. So what was this all for? Like, damn. No. Okay. I'm we, bashing about them. them. No, we, I'm bashing them. Because they never work well. Uh -huh, because of, of who they are. But over mm -hmm. the two, like, I don't think, I don't think, if Nigeria, as I said, it depends on how Nigeria comes. If Nigeria come and they're ready to kick Ghana the hell out of the World Cup, I'm sorry. It's a wrap. If they come with that confidence that Chinese people, nothing for them, they'll lose 100%. Mm. I'll call I do want I do want drama, though. I want something I want something intense inside. Maybe some red cards. You know, I won't, I won't make the team make juicy. You don't make people beat people kicking for the stadium. That'd be all you don't want. Meanwhile, right now, when our boys are soft boys, no hard boys. Pause. 
Pause. Hey, <laughs> <yo>. <laughs> take it back. Let's take that back. Hey, yo. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Swami. See, I don't know where these guys are getting their vim from that we are going to be these guys because I don't know what exactly you can even be basing the possibility of us beating them on. Because first of all, we have a coach who we don't even know. <laughs> no, ask yourself this. Does anybody here know what style of play we are going to play against Nigeria right now as we stand? I know. I, I, I because know. It's, called, it's called tracking and getting free. That's see, I'm being serious with you. Nobody here has seen what Otoado can do with a team that is his own. We are now come to see him coaching a team for the first time and seeing the style of play he can impose on a team for the first time. And we are talking about someone doing this under the kind of situation he's having to deal with, which wouldn't be his fault. He has, He's going to have, what, about two or three days to prepare the team for the first leg. As a new coach, imposing a new style of play on a new set of players, what exactly are you basing your hope on that we are going to beat these guys? There's, like, I think the hope is just, feeling, this is what happens when... Is <laughs> is when the the when you use your heart to think, that's when you oh, hope, you think that there's a possibility ah, that we can do this. I try to say that <laughs> Master Giovanni cannot come up with a tactics for ninety minutes See, to do a job. For me, on, on it's Nigeria. not even about how good. For me, it's not even about how good the coaches are, but these aren't ideal situations for anybody at all. It could be Pep, it could be Fergie, it could be Mourinho. This well, isn't an one ideal. Coach who can use this. <laughs> this there's isn't an ideal situation for any coach at all. So for me, I'm going for a draw in the first leg and a heavy defeat in the second leg. What do you mean by heavy like defeat? Three, like will you like three nil, three nil, four nil, or something? In Abuja. In Abuja, Lagos, wherever they are going to play the second leg, it's going to be a heavy defeat. I think someone, I think someone important for Nigeria will get hit in the first leg. And then, who they have a lot of depth, so who can get injured, who can be replaced? Because yeah, look at the attackers. Front, if, if, if indeed, if indeed, yeah, if indeed, is only up, up front, though. Indeed, is already hurt. So, like, who who replaces Indeed? That's my question now. You, you, you don't they have point. the like the Obi Mikel Obi Mikel Obi Mikel Obi Mikel Mikel Obude Balogun is not forward. Obi Mikel who can't play like Leon Balogun playing for Rangers former Brighton and host Abiyon player Leon Balogun or Masajai. Man, how don't bother yourself. Don't bother. See, they are not the place to be looking down on their players because right now as we are going into the game, I'm actually I'm actually shocked. Are you Vanguard? Are you know the players? Yeah, because look, see, my one of our most important players going into the into the match is David Chue. Like as Kawa said, he's been in very good form. I think he's even scored like six goals Daniel, in his last seven games. Daniel, 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 Daniel. But remember that he's playing in the German second division. These are the type of players, like, this is a, these are the standard of players we are going into the game with. So, no matter what you think of these Nigerian players, like, whatever you think of some of them, they are still playing, most of them are still playing at a higher standard than what we are producing. So, me, the optimism there, Charlie, I don't know where it's coming from, honestly. 
me, I can see that if if we don't get our tactics right, then go load we because they have the the front men to do it. But when yeah, I look across but, but, the pitch, but ask yourself, from, ask yourself the last time we got tactics right. Hey, <laughs> yeah. So 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 that's 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 why we are telling you to calm down with your with your prediction and trying to make it look like the Nigerians do not have a, a better team to beat us. But I mean I just I just feel like um Ghana will win in Kumasi and then you know the, the game in Abuja will be the decider. And for the decider, I just I just feel like Nigeria have enough firepower yep. and they sort of want it more. Um, and so they they might be able to do it in Abuja and just and just and just beat us and qualify, like I mentioned because I mean they they are just experts at doing this qualifying to the World Cup really, and so yes, but I just hope that we give ourselves a really good game in Kumasi. If we can give ourselves the sixth one we gave to Egypt in Kumasi like we did in 2013, Hallelujah. If we can do a three-one, that's fine. But we do not have any room. To make mistakes, we do not have any room to go into a game thinking that we, we've already lost, and so we are going to play in any way. The thing is, I feel like Ghanaians will give the Black Stars another opportunity if they actually go in there and show some level of heart and decide that they want to play. Now, uh, Smiley, you were you were talking about about Otto and uh, his playing style and stuff like that. Now, the thing about Otto is that, fine, I mean, his playing style might not be something that he can instill in these players with just these number of uh, the days uh, to the game. But he is someone who has shown that um, he can spot qualities in players when um, certain coaches might, might not have seen it. Now, in one of those instances is our game against South Africa in Cape Coast. What was happening in that game was that um, uh, Jordan Ayu was on corner kicks. And... Uh, Milo was very comfortable with that, with, with Jordan Ayu taking the corners. So it was when Daniel, Daniel Trey came on, and then Otto spoke to Milo and told him that Daniel Trey should, should go on and take the free kicks, uh, to go on and take the corner kicks. And at that time, many of us didn't know that he was actually really good at set pieces. I mean, this, this could be because Otto was watching him when he was in Germany. But it was from his corner kick that gave us that penalty that we beat South Africa with to qualify to this stage. And so if he can identify certain qualities about these players and just try to let them either overuse their qualities or underuse some of the mistakes that they make on the pitch, then we can have one or two things that would go in favor of us. We saw Daniel Trey at the AFCON and how good he is at set pieces. If we can exploit set pieces in this game, then we have a chance. And so there are certain areas that I feel like we, there are certain you know, areas that I feel like we can use to try to win this game. One of which would be if we get set pieces in very good areas on the pitch, then we can give ourselves a chance. And also, the defense should be a place that we shouldn't try to give anything away. And I'm so, uh, uh, I care so much about the fullbacks and who will be playing in those positions because Moses Simon, Samuel Chukweze on either flank for Nigeria is deadly. Kelechi and Victor Semen are deadly. These are players who keep moving. They keep running. Are our defenders ready to keep chasing these boys around for 90 minutes? That's what we need to be asking ourselves. Exactly. So, so there are so many, there are so many pointers that we need to pick out. But first, we just need to see who and who will get into the team, and then we can start making uh, 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 our decisions on whether we are going to win or who is going to stifle who or whatever. 
And that's why the GFA have given us very limited time to do that before the game, though. That'd be why I tell you, see, the tactics to be tracking and getting free. That'd be all. Hmm. Uh, I think, Crack, you've, have you given your prediction? So I pass it on to Sam and then we can wrap this up. Um, for Kumase, go, go. Over 2.5. <laughs> what the fuck this guy is speaking better sense. <laughs> we said prediction, we don't talk to you, can't give we make you no for me. What is wrong for your local adventures? No, be so a win or draw for Nigeria, but for Abuja, oh, straight win for Nigeria. <sighs> I mean, I'll, I'll go for a half four draw in uh, Babayara and uh, I, th- I, th- I think I think I think it could go all the way in Abuja as well. My, um, I, I don't know the rules right now as to over the two legs whether to go to penalties or whether they'll do um, head to head or any of that. I don't know that, but then I think <laughs> the it'll also be guy closely <laughs> fought uh, in Abuja as well. So, uh, Sam, could you uh, end it for us? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I'm very nervous about the game, I'll be completely honest. I do not want to lose, but um, if I was going to give a prediction. Um, I think in Kumasi is going to be a tough game. I think it will either be a draw for Nigeria, a draw between the two teams or a defeat for Nigeria. Um, I'll be completely honest. I think it, nerves might get the best of them. And obviously we've seen what Ghana can do in Kumasi. Um, I think having said that, when you guys come to Abuja, I don't think there will be a match. I think Nigeria will definitely do what they need to do to get through. So I'll leave it at that. Thank you, sir. Um, thank you for joining us as well. You're always welcome back. Uh, this is the After the Whistle podcast. And me and my guys are, you know, just crazy about this shit. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, please follow our Twitter account at ATWPodcastGCR and give us feedback on our episodes by either mentioning the handle or using the hashtag ATWGCR. Sam, would you want to give us, uh, give any plugs out? Yeah, um, you can follow my football page, um, Jabulani XI. So that's J-A-B-U-L-A-N-I-X-I. Um, that's on Twitter and on Instagram. I also have a, another African sports page for MMA fighters and for boxers. And that one is Jabulani Combat as well. So you can um, you can follow both pages. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the content on there. Um, Sam, have you, have you spoken to Joshua, Joshua Bwati? I haven't, no. <laughs> okay okay all right i mean he is uh you know he's he's one of our one of our boys who came to london and stayed there oh serious no i've, I've never i've never linked up with him have you got his twitter account or anything uh yeah I'll, I'll i'll send it to you he's one of the the young boxers who's doing really really well okay okay nice yeah. nice i'd like to talk to him definitely okay all right and that's that. Thank you for riding with us all the way to the end of the episode. Thank you to the Gold Coast Report as well. Shout out to Cyril and Donald. Uh, you guys have been amazing, uh, pushing us as far as you can. Uh, you guys, catch you on the next one. Hopefully, this time next week, wait, it's Saturday, right? Yeah, this time next week we'll be, uh, we'll be crying and jumping for tears. We're crying and jumping for joy as we head to Abuja. All right, uh, ATW dominate the conversation. Neymar, Busquets. Se va al ataque de nuevo el futuro campeón de liga. Messi dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención, ahí fuera del juego. Balón para Luis Suárez. Gol. ¡Gol!
a golpear Cristiano, se espatarra el bicho, va a golpear con la derecha, chuta Cristiano, gol. Costa turns out the finals. Hazard! Won the title for Leicester City tonight. Irving and Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com.